Hello, my name is Pete Edgerton, and in this mini-series of podcasts, we've been learning more about Edward Powell Smith. Now, Ed is a consultant hand and wrist surgeon who is based at Harrogate District Hospital and also the Circle Hospital in Harrogate too. In episode two, I introduce you to Emma Leather. Emma is a physiotherapist by background, which has led to an interest in wrist and hand physio, and she works privately both in Harrogate and at Airedale Hospital too. Already, the third and final episode is upon us and the rather broad topic is trauma so without further ado is edward powell smith any trip slip spill uh, dropped catch missed ball uh, your hands are vulnerable to injury one of the the first kind of traumas or injuries that i think of when you think of of hands and fingers and wrists is if you're riding your bike as a child and you come off and of course the first thing you do is you put your hand down and your hand go along the tarmac is it easier to repair at a younger age or can even something as innocuous as that leave lasting damage Uh, no it can it can leave lasting damage really whatever age you are if you have fallen with enough force to break a bone then it's a significant injury and it needs to be managed properly and we often see particularly with finger injuries the problem is is that people will often go oh it's just a finger uh, and it'll be all right and they'll leave it for a bit and it's not all right so if there is a fracture there is a limited window in order to be able to then start your treatment uh, in order to make sure it's in a good position and get the best possible result you can you play netball we alluded to it in the last episode emma mm-hmm. how bad are sportsmen and sportswomen at doing what ed has just said there thinking i'll be all right very bad they just tend to strap them up strap them together and then just think I'll just get on with it. So you buy one of those little compression bandages from boots I'll or something like that. I'll just get some like tape and just tape it together. And, and that's yeah. not the thing to do. Ideally not, no. <laughs> so why, why is the window so short? Because two weeks does not give you any time at all. And people listening now will go, well, it's not that easy to get an appointment. If I call up my, my GP, for example, there's often a, a waiting list for two weeks or more so well the two weeks so if you've broken a bone over the first couple of weeks those fragments will be mobile and that's why they're so painful really but the mobility within those fragments means that particularly if it goes in towards a joint as you move it can create a step in the joint that will then mean that later on in life you may well be prone to arthritis uh, and as discussed in the last episode that can lead to pain and stopping you wanting to do the things you want to be doing But at about two weeks, the bones are starting to knit back together. And as they start to knit, it throws out a whole load of bone scar. Everything starts to get sticky inside. And then in order to manipulate those little fragments, which are very, very small, you're often talking about fragments that are maybe a couple of millimetres in size. As they start to stick back together again, the ability to move them into a good position starts to get lost, which means that you're going to end up with permanent problems with that finger or wrist or wherever it is and i would imagine that's where your job gets incredibly tough isn't it emma yes so once things are maybe not healed in the best position it's much harder to rehab them and especially the soft tissue so soft tissue we were talking about the bone but the soft tissues around the fingers is quite intricate and it's all very very close together so any injury has quite a significant impact to the bone has a significant impact on the soft tissue as well and the soft tissue injury itself can also make your finger heal well put your finger into a funny position when you heal so for example if you hurt the ligament at the front of your finger 
if it heals a bit tight, you'll end up with a finger that's permanently bent at that middle joint. And that can be avoided with early treatment. If you have that situation, is the only way to rectify it would be to, to re-break it and set it, or, or can that not be done? Is that not advisable? So it, it can be done. It all depends on, on what the problem is. I mean, your hands and wrists are a pretty complicated piece of kit, so you've got a, a lot of tendons. So the tendons are the ones that are attached to your muscles that, that bend and move your fingers. You've got a lot of ligaments, and they're the ones that support the joint to prevent them bending in the wrong direction. Uh, and then you've got a lot of joints themselves uh, and a lot of bones that are within there. So it all depends on where the problem is. But effectively, if you catch it, early and get it right to start with then it's relatively straightforward if you're coming at it later then if you've got a bone that sets maybe in a tricky position uh, or an abnormal position that's causing functional problems then effectively you have to wait for everything to settle down and calm down so you're looking at about three to six months really afterwards and then consider secondary surgery which might be re-breaking it and resetting it but then you've got to start that rehab process over again so if you can catch it early then you can avoid all of that need from there. It's like everything else, isn't it? Getting it early on, you know, you can you can prevent a whole load of problems in the future. When you look at wrists, hand, fingers, is there a particular area that is that is more complicated for you guys to deal with than, than others? Or, I mean wrist itself i would say is is probably one of the more complex things so you've got a whole series of little bones within your wrist as well as then the major forearm bones uh, and that gives a really broad range of, of motion to your hand and wrist but it also allows us to do complex tasks with our hands at funny angles and so when you break your wrist you're often have injury to the capsule which contains some of the little ligaments around those little bones as well and so it's a question of if you're treated in a cast and if things aren't settling down as you would expect afterwards then again you need to seek help sooner rather than later. Will they always put it in a cast or does it depend on how bad the break is? Do they sometimes leave it and go actually you know we'll heal on its own? Uh, so for wrist injuries, you'd always have some form of support. It might be a splint if it's a very simple, undisplaced fracture, uh, but it would always need some form of support. For some finger injuries, they don't need any support at all. Uh, strapping them to the next door finger is the right thing to do, but as long as you've got the alignment right to start with. How common is it for people to come to you and they they complain they say oh, I've, I've had this pain in my, in my finger for quite a while and as you start to dig a little bit more they allude to let's say a, a sporting injury like you've talked about Emma and, and actually it transpires that they did break it but they didn't realize it at that moment in time yeah i think it does happen really fairly frequently i would say uh, and i think again it's it's the mindset of of it's only a finger it'll get better but i think if it is sore and it's swollen following an injury then you often an x-ray early on will help to diagnose whether it's soft tissue and requires more Emma's expertise in terms of mobilisation um, and making sure that we avoid the stiffness uh, and the ligaments and the capsule and everything else is able to s settle down in the right position. Or if it's a fracture, then we can make sure that that's in the right position to allow it to heal, to give the maximum outcomes uh, and really prevent against any functional deficit in the future. So if there's one message to, to take home from this particular episode, it would be 
don't take the attitude of I'll be alright I'll just put a bit of tape on strap it up and crack on you need to go and see somebody yeah I think you know, if it's not settling down really rapidly within the first couple of days and you're continuing to get pain and swelling come and seek help when it comes to injuries and traumas that you guys witness obviously there's certain jobs that could cause it but we've touched upon the sport and this time of year people dashing away to hit the slopes to go skiing skiers thumbed yeah it's quite, so, quite a common one so skiers thumb is, is a is a relatively common injury and not always in skiers so it can happen uh, or it's classically described in skiers because you're holding a pole and if you have a crash and your thumb wrapped around that pole it means that your thumb is vulnerable and sticking out and can be forced away from the palm of your hand and the way your thumb sits, uh, there are some important ligaments that require uh, to be intact in order to pinch onto your thumb. And what happens with a skier's thumb injury is that that ligament unfortunately gets ruptured. And as it gets ruptured, you lose the stability in your thumb. So it means that you can't pinch to pick things up. There's no stability there. And although really if you've got a, f a complete ligament rupture, it's often not that sore afterwards functionally you can't pick anything up and that can be a real problem would they come and see you first of all or would they come straight to you Emma, for, for physio in that situation i think it would depend so there's different types of injury that you can have to ligaments so you can have a ligament sprain so in that sense the ligaments still together but you've got a little tear in the ligament and that would be treated by hand therapy and we tend to use a splint for the patient to allow that ligament to heal while the patient's still managing their daily activities and then gradually wean out of the splint and work on their strength. If the ligament's completely ruptured, then that would potentially mean a surgical intervention. Yeah, that doesn't sound quite... That <laughs> doesn't sound great. Yeah. The word rupture is one of those words. Uh, if it, it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. 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 You can't bring it back, unfortunately, right. uh, which then means... You, you, uh, you're looking at an operation in order to reattach it. The majority of the time, the ligament actually pulls off one of the bones, uh, and so you are able to repair it rather than having to, to reconstruct, which is good. But you're then looking to be in a splint for four weeks afterwards, keeping it nice and still whilst it heals up. And then it's it's back to Emma again uh, for the rehab in order to be able to get it moving afterwards. And for people who are about to dash away and then go on a nice skiing holiday are there preventative measures that you can take to stop it from happening or is it just just being mindful and just being careful i think it's being careful um watch the ice yeah, yeah. so it's it's, it's unfortunately yeah. there aren't any no splints or, or patterns to it that, that you can use to try and prevent it from happening it's about being mindful and recognizing that if you do have a, a fall and it can often be quite an innocuous fall and to be fair it can happen you know not just when you're skiing if you slip and fall on mm. ice or wet ground or climbing up a muddy bank and, and land onto an outstretched thumb you can still have a similar type of injury pattern and it's just being mindful that actually if it's not feeling right if you're struggling to grip if you're struggling to pick things up um, and it's usually often a little bit tender over the knuckle joint of your thumb uh, then again the earlier you can seek treatment often the easier it is uh, to sort out uh, certainly the Technically, it's easier to do surgically, although even delayed uh, presentation, we can then still uh, fix uh, really relatively straightforwardly. 
How common is it that you both see patients who have injured themselves, whether it be wrist, hand or, or, or finger, and it's been some simple household task? Or, for example, I'm thinking in, in, in this job, I'm, I'm sat in front of a computer screen, for example, I've got hold of the mouse, the computer mouse, and I'm clicking through and I'm editing and I'm sliding little files around. I notice, I, I do have weeks where I'm doing that much work on the mouse and I'll come away and think, oh, my, in, my index finger, it, it feels a little bit tender. And then it goes again and it's all right. That's probably a little bit more like repetitive strain and overusing the tendons. But one injury that is quite innocuous is called a mallet finger. And it's where you injure the tendon that straightens the end joint of your finger. And if you injure that tendon, it tends the end joint of the finger tends to drop and it sits in a bent position. The most common mechanism of injury that I find for this is either making the bed, they get the hand caught, or pulling up their trousers. Oh, wow. Yeah, so not a sports injury. And again, it's seeking that treatment and not thinking. If you notice you're doing something, your fin- end of your finger drops, not thinking, oh, it'll be okay in a few days, because it probably won't. You feel a bit of a fool, though, don't yeah. you? You're really beginning yeah. in comparison to somebody coming back from us, oh, I've been skiing, you know, and I've damaged your finger. Yeah. That is understandable, whereas oh, I just pulled my trousers <laughs> yeah. off and my finger's knackered. But it's, it's, it's a classic making the bed injury. And people, you know, you often read about, you know, classic mechanisms of injury, but this is one that's really there. And so many people, they'll be like making the bed and it's always folding a sheet underneath the bed and they feel something go in their finger and then they can't straighten their finger. And it's where the tendon, so uh, which is the one that attaches the muscle to your bone to move it, has come detached from the end of the finger. And again, like with everything, if you treat them early, you can pop them in a little splint and they do really, really well. It's boring in the splint because you have to be in there for a few weeks about eight weeks yeah Yeah. a lot of weeks wow that is quite a long time isn't it it's only the end of the finger that's immobilized so they can use the rest of the hand so unfortunately tendons have a rubbish blood supply and Mm. so because they've got a poor blood supply it means that they take quite a long time to heal up but again if you if you catch early pop them in the splint then they do really well but if if you catch them late then trying to correct it so a surgery doesn't tend to work terribly well so you can surgically repair it but it tends to mean that the finger is then very straight and can't bend and functionally that's much less useful than a finger that bends and and after those splints that you talk about emma would would the patient then need physio off the back of that or invariably is, is it okay Yeah, so they come to hand therapy after that and we have a gradual rehab scheme to wean out of the splint and get the finger moving again. Yeah, I would imagine it feels a little bit Bit weird after after eight weeks of of, of being... And also the tendon's quite vulnerable at that point to re-injury, so it's about protecting the tendon as well. It's fascinating how... (laughs) You don't appreciate it, do you? In, In everyday life, doing simple things, picking up a glass, typing out an email or... I think, you know... Our ideal outcome is that people aren't thinking about their hands. If you're not thinking about your hands, it means that they're working perfectly. And it's only when people start thinking about your hands and what you're doing day to day, you realise that actually you're thinking about them because they're not doing the things that you want to be doing. And it is, it's a hugely complex mechanism. There are so many different joints, ligaments, tendons, capsule bones that are combined into a really tiny space that have a hugely complex function that goes with it and so ideally the thing i want to hear more than anything else from my patients is i'm not thinking about my hands at all and then you know 
things are going well again. I think off the back of recording this podcast, I might go home and just leave the bed. I might not make the bed today. Just, just watch TV just, instead. Just do it carefully. <laughs> <laughs> Pulling my trousers up is going the slowest task ever. <laughs> Why are you taking so long? <laughs> Ed and Emma said. Um, so if people are concerned, if they are thinking about their hands, um, what is the first step? What's the best way to get in touch and to start that journey of maybe speaking to yourself, Ed, maybe going into physio, Emma? So it's either seeing your doctor, seeing your GP, um, if you're starting to get increasing problems and they can refer on, uh, or we're able to set, accept direct referrals through the uh, Circle Hospital in, in Harrogate, uh, the Duchy Hospital, uh, and we're happy for you to phone up and, and book in directly. We accept uh, any, uh, all the major medical insurers, uh, and if you want to find out more details, then there's more information on my website, which is at harrogatehandclinic.com.